I truly believe it would help educators make great use of their time and it would help decode and bring down and probably just diffuse a lot of that unruly behavior in the classroom. Welcome to the Society's Child Podcast, where we have real conversations about being a trauma-responsive educator in the midst of a significant mental health crisis. Hi, I'm Trish Senzak, a former educator, compassion advocate, and Jesus lover, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Are you feeling confuzzled about your students' behavior and needs? You're not alone. If trauma-informed strategies leave you wondering, what's next? Don't worry. My friend, I've been there too. As a foster mom and a child of complex trauma mixed with my experience as a teacher, it's led me to finding a compassionate, whole child approach that's evidence-based, practical, and transformational, and I'm so eager to share it with you. Whether you want to connect with your students on a deeper level, create a trauma-sensitive environment, or you just need a little bit of encouragement or support, you're in the right place. So grab a drink, a pen, or your earbuds, and let's work together to create a safe and student-attuned, trauma-responsive school culture. Society's children need you. So let's get started. Hey everybody, my name is Tristan Zach, and I'm excited to be here with you for our very first episode of Society's Child. And I felt it necessary that I come in and share with you who I am, why I'm doing this podcast, and what I hope to accomplish in this. But first of all, I want you to know from my heart that I am a child of God. And this is not my project. I am going forth with this because I feel it is a calling and it is a way for God to use my testimony and it's a way for him to help other people. So that's where my heart is as I start this. So to give you a little background on me, I am a teacher. I'm a foster mom. I'm an adoptive mom. I have a background of being in foster homes and living in a group home for an extensive part of my childhood. And I'm a survivor myself, a lot of a lot of complex trauma. And that what that looks like for me is it's a lot of abandonment. I have had a lot of rejection, a lot of physical and all kinds of abuse. I've had a lot of neglect growing up. And many times as an adult, it's followed me through my life. And I have really come to a place of healing around a lot of it, but it has taken me to some really dark places. And I really feel sometimes I'm able to get in touch with what others feel because of the traumas that I've been through. So for me, it's a learning experience and it's an ability to be able to share this healing with other people so that they can turn around and help others. What does this perspective give me from childhood? Well, first of all, it gives me a perspective of a child who's had a lot of trauma growing up with a family that's been extremely unstable lots of poor choices going on a lot of shuffling around from home to home to home i have an i have a an incredible perspective of what a child feels like when they're not wanted perspective of a child internally in their mind of what it feels like to be unimportant unloved disregarded um disconnected. A lot of that has come and and has really attacked my self-esteem. So a child who has very low self-esteem from feeling kicked around, pushed around, forgotten, all of those kinds of things, which has led me to a major compassion for kids and for how a child might be feeling in these situations, 
how they might be working through something or emotionally processing things. So that viewpoint sometimes that I might share might be, it's very real for me. It's very raw at times, but I know that it's right on and it's, and it's, I know it's been true for me. And as I've read through a lot of things and as I've walked through my healing and as I've gone through a lot of the recovery programs and things that I've done, I've realized that even though my life story is unique to me, nobody else has that story, but someone else has a story that's just as unique to them with just as big of feelings, just as big of emotions, what they think they don't have emotions or it's just okay. So there's a lot of disregarding, but I understand that those life situations are just as real for the other person. Often those traumas, the pain, the bruises, and all of that, those wounds that come out because of that, they lead down the same path of emotion. They lead to the same kind of feeling and the same kind of outcome if there's no healing. And if there's no way that the person has worked through some of these or they've stuffed them, um, there's many times when those feelings are stuffed or they've been um, disregarded a lot of times or put away in a certain compartment, if you will, the emotions get stuck somehow. And that turns into trauma and it turns into big emotions or it turns into big behaviors or behaviors that we don't tend to understand on the outside looking in. And that's where I feel like as a child who has gone through these kinds of things, I'm able to kind of understand the person from what they've been through and I'm able to help give a perspective to someone else that might not quite understand what that person might be going through. And through that perspective, my hope is that I can lead people to compassion and get to a place of understanding and really having a sense of perspective. And I can give words to things that um, the kids of trauma may or may not be feeling. And I'm very open about this. You know, I'm very honest about it because I believe my story is one that's able to be used and it's able to help other people because someone else might be learning through this as well. So that's what I, why I feel like it's important for me to share my childhood story. Um, sometimes, like I said, I'm very real with it. I'm very raw with it. Not as often do I go there, but there are times and spaces where I feel that sometimes those things can be shared with people who might be open to hearing it, but it's not my hope. It's not my, I don't have any desire to really trigger people by oversharing or giving that information. Although I have to say through my journey, there was a time when I was an oversharer or I was somebody who would go a little further than I probably needed to in some of that information. But I've healed a lot in that journey and I'm really hoping I'll be able to help anyone working with kids of trauma to be able to have that kind of an understanding from that point of view. How do I feel that my experience as an educator comes into play? Well, I was 15 years as a teacher in the classroom. I was a high school teacher in South Florida. I was also a speech and debate coach and dabbled in some drama, did some competitive debate with the kids and did all kinds of things with traveling, working with honors kids, low skills, children, all basically all over the gamut. And during that time, I do remember thinking a lot about every kid in my classroom and where they were coming from. And I just had this acute awareness that their life may not be what we would quote as a normal Norman Rockwell, you know, painting, if you will, or some sort of a normal TV movie kind of thing. I could look at children and I had this feeling of when they might be struggling with something or things at home might be a little more challenging. So I have this understanding because I was there, 
because I knew what it was like to have a secret life going on where all the other kids were participating in things and doing all the quote normal high school stuff. And I was living with this nightmare that I came to school with every day and pretended that it didn't exist. And so I'm able to understand where others come from and I can give that perspective from the student to the, to the educator and I can kind of help. And I just knew that this was always something that I had that ability to do when I was teaching. And so that was always important to me to kind of hope to really reach that, that kid that seemed to be falling through the crack. The other thing that my education and um, my education background helps me with is basically the language of being able to connect with educators on the level of um, I understand the education lingo. I understand the demands that you're going through. I understand the reasons and the expectations for what you have to do in the classroom. I understand the syllabus. I understand how you have to cover certain um, things in the class according to benchmarks and standards and trying to live up with their latest research and all of the demands that the superiors and administrators are, are filtering down. Of course, I do believe that once a teacher, always a teacher. So my heart is really with educators and understanding that you are you came into this to help other children, whether that goal is to help them learn, help them to become better citizens, connect with them and give them a role model that they can look up to. Whatever your why is, I truly feel that that affiliation and that understanding never goes away because I still have that heart myself. I know that educators are dealing with the need to get everybody trauma informed and the administrators that's filtering down and all of these classes are there, but I'm hearing from educators that we don't have time to implement this stuff. We don't know how to implement this stuff. We don't know what to do next with it. We don't have time to kind of mask our classes so that it includes this. And this is where I feel like I would love to be able to help you to take something that seems so undigestible or so big, especially if the language is not there, the understanding is not there, and be able to break it down and make it into doable little tasks and help educators just get to a place where they can create a responsive um, interaction that comes between students and teachers that kind of brings the regulation of the classroom down so that there is a great learning environment and the whole campus is trauma responsive, trauma understanding, empathetic, and so on. So I do get it. I do get that there are, the way I always picture it is teachers have a thousand plates spinning in the air. At least this is how I always did. I might've been working on lesson plans. I had this meeting to go to. I had that, um, community thing to do, or I had this competition to take care of, or I had grades that were due. I had nine weeks lesson plans to do. I had books to read. I had to be three steps ahead in my curriculum. I had to prepare. I had to grade papers. Oh yeah. Don't forget the Sunday night grading papers. Um, and then I'm supposed to do all this between seven 30 and three in the afternoon and no extra time. And maybe I'm teaching six classes and maybe I'm also, um, going to this parent conference and I've got this class that's unruly and I just don't know what to do. And then I go home and just, ah, I got to take care of my own family. So I want you to know, I get it. I see you. I understand where you are and I'm with you. And it is my hope is to be able to kind of help take some of that and help you to kind of just put some practical things in place that might be able to guide and just easily slip some of these methods in there that just make your life 
and your classroom time a little bit more doable for you or a little bit more manageable without all the stress that kind of comes behind it. The other thing that I think I can help with and that the reason I'm doing this podcast is I do believe that I can help decode the student behavior the, and how to apply that behavior, the application of what you need to teach and how you need to get this information across. And I can help you apply it between your understanding and the student's understanding and how to meld a lot of that together and how to apply some of these principles so that you can get the child or the classroom eating right out of your hand. And some of those challenges that you might be feeling might be might go out right out the window if you're able to apply some of this. So a lot of it comes down to decoding some of the student behavior, decoding some of your own reactions, decoding some of the standards in the in the school setting. And some of it just comes down to decoding. And I feel like I might be able to help be able to take some of my experience, not only as a child of complex trauma, but as a teacher and an educator and as someone who can kind of understand both sides of the fence and be able to help you decode some of that language and put some practical things in place that are going to help you. Another thing that I bring to the table here that um, helps with my story a little bit is I was a foster mom and I was an adoptive mom. I am, I should say, I am a foster mom and I am an adoptive mom and these children are still in my life. So I have experience not only being someone who is walking through my own healing journey, but I also work with children in my own personal life who have their own traumas and things that have happened and gone on for them in their bio families and in their um, own lives as a result of the choices that other people have made in their lives. So I'm able again to offer this perspective of what it's like to parent a child like this, what it's like to work with a school setting, what it's like to be on both sides of the table, having these conversations, wanting to win for an educator, wanting to win for my child, wanting to, you know, everybody to come out on the same playing field of getting the kid to achieve. Um, and really it's about balancing For me, I've really had, I mean, I'm a different person than when I was a teacher and that was pre-child and I was a foster mom while I was teaching, but then later we ended up adopting a little guy and he has, he's now into his teenage years. And so parenting him from a school perspective, only as a parent, and then also a child with those special needs, high needs, and then having neurodivergent needs and those kinds of things, all of that. And then working with the school and trying to get both fam- us and the school on the same page, it can, it can be very challenging trying to balance all that. So parenting children with trauma and then working with the education system, it takes a special lingo, a special decoding, a special language to be able to kind of put those two together. And I feel as if some of my experience might be able to help in these situations. And that's where I really feel like I want, I know that God is calling me to be able to do this. So what are my goals with this? First of all, I want to be able to help educators, plain and simple. I've been there. I understand the challenges. I get it. I also have been there with the kids. I've parented this type of child. I've um, really worked with people who are other people's children in these situations. And I would love to bring the two together because I truly believe that if some of these concepts that we're learning with the the science behind a lot of this and all of these 
practical tools that are the trauma-informed strategies that are there, I believe in my heart of hearts that if we can find a way to bring them into the classroom as a normalized way of just thinking, just approaching the classroom without really changing a lot of the what we teach, but as to much as how we teach it and being able to teach to in a different with a different mindset and things to think about, I truly believe that it would help educators make great use of their time and it would help decode and bring down and probably just diffuse a lot of that unruly behavior in the classrooms. I also want to be able to um, help educators get resources in their hands, have some education that they can easily look at or listen to and be able to um, find resources at the tip of their fingers by listening to a 10 minute podcast. That is my hope. And I want to help really simplify and explain the trauma or the trauma-informed practices so that as you as educators grow to fully understand them and you can gain perspective, that you will just be able to, to settle right into this and just know. Now, I understand that some educators know about trauma-informed practices, and then there are people who know because you've lived it. And so I don't want to discount the fact that there are people who have been through trauma too, and some of this may come second nature, and some of this just may be be very difficult because of that. But there's also people, a a group of educators that, and even my friends, I've, I've met a lot of people who just are astounded when I share my life story with them. And they're just like, I have no concept. I have no way of even understanding how that actually happens or what you've been through as a result of that. And so I want to be able to help and I want to be able to help people fully understand and gain a perspective of what it's like to be on each angle of this story. So I have big goals. Here are my goals. Not only do I want to help educators really skillfully get through the challenges of working with the challenging behaviors in the classroom, um, I want to help you understand Um, children who really have these big concerning behaviors. But I also want to help you understand and work through what comes up for you. Because I know when I used to have parent conferences or I would work with kids with these big behaviors, I didn't know what to do with them. I didn't, I was just literally spinning on them when I'd go home at night and I just would think and think and think and think about what I could do differently or what's going on or why am I in trouble over this or why is someone upset with me over this. I want to help you And I want to help educators create a trauma-responsive campus, an educational setting that takes all of this into consideration, not just your students, but you, the administrators, the whole environment, so that there is a safe, responsive way of dealing with every single person on campus. And ultimately, I would love to launch a movement so that we have hundreds of of trauma-responsive campuses across the United States and the world. It is my hope that this information gets out to people who are truly, truly motivated to change the world one child at a time. And I'm not just talking about one little thing. I want to create trauma-responsive campuses that make a difference in a child's life. So when they grow up, they're teaching these children those same skills and strategies and tools. That's my hope. So, There you have it. That's a little bit of my story. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. 
And in the next episode, I can't wait to share with you how we're going to do that and teach you some of my very first nuggets. Until then, my friends, you can find me over on Facebook if you want to look, join a group of other like-minded individuals, and I'll put this in the show notes, but you can find me at www.facebook.com forward slash groups and then forward slash society's child. Until next time, my friend, I'll see you on the other side. Hey, amazing educators. Thanks for tuning in. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review. Even better, share this episode with a colleague. And hey, I'd love to connect with you on social media. You can even join my Facebook group for some extra support and a dash of inspiration. I've left all the links in the show notes. Until next time, my friend, remember, you're not alone on this journey. You've got this. Keep making a difference and stay teach-tastic.